This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to 360Bs. My name is Deboha Mafadi. You tuned to CliffCentral.com. Another exciting and beautiful show. Beautiful weather it is. I'm not alone in studio. I'm with, you know what, yeah, no, today I'm wondering how is the person going to keep up, especially with the brothers that I have. Uh, it's 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 quite vocal. I mean, you know, <laughs> and and you know, being in the space uh, that that I'm in, um, the creative space. I mean, people. I usually say people buy you before they buy what you sell. I mean, we're with one brother that is actually practicing that. This brother came up, rocked up in 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 a suit, eh? So now you ask yourself, or maybe we're supposed to have worn a suit, or what is it that we're supposed to have worn? Mister, get things done. So, <laughs> oh, you're my boy. You know the funny thing, <laughs> we're actually in class together. Really? Every day this gentleman came to class, I idolized him. <laughs> Crisp, white shirt, no homo. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the class you're talking about is, is it high school? No, 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 no. Business. We did, we did some business. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't want to promote the company. Well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it clean, gentlemen. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it clean. Yeah. No, this, this, I can attest to this man's, uh, Listen to this man's voice. What do you, did you decide to prepare your voice since now you're coming on radio? What's happening? Yes, yes, yes. I brought a special one just for you, Tawo. Just for you and the listeners. <laughs> Says men that have faces for radio. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, I mean, about faces for radio. Bulelan, I was listening to your CD, dude. Um, I want us to maybe later on the show, I mean, play one of your tracks. Now would be fantastic. Um, for, yeah. for people that are listening. I think it's part of the feature. Um, I want us to, to, to every week probably play a track because I think you've got some good content. Um, going on there. I mean, uh, you know what? Um, it's really creatively done. Oh, wow. And, and nah, I see what nah. you meant when you said uh, last week you wanted to sell uh, gold. Oh, you nah, wanted I want to sell, I wanna sell, wanna sell minimum 40,000 copies. And funny thing, I posted it up on uh, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's one uh, gentleman who's a famous musician. Okay. So I was, I'm telling him what the dream is. Good. I want to sell this because I'm selling inspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to sell hope to people and I want to sell li- nothing less than 40,000 copies. Yeah. Because mm. I'm like an artist. I'm registered with, <laughs> I'm registered with Samro. You understand? So he's like to me, my man, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, why is like, we even struggling to sell 6,000. So why are you going to sell? And I mean, I've been in business for a little bit now. So, you know, you know, which when you hear such things, you just keep on walking. You, you, you know how, how, how this man decided to go about cr- being creative. I mean, people, Samro are going to registering songs. I mean, he goes to Samro to register audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> no, that lady looked yeah. at me. Ne? Was like, is the instrumental? I was like, yes. Are the vocals? I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. are you singing? No. I was like, okay, cool, it's fine. We'll put it under mood music. And yeah. I, I fought with her a little bit, but I was like, no, no, some things you change from inside. Is it? Yeah. yeah, but I think what the guy's doing really well is that he's um, really publicizing his goals. And I think there's a lot of power to doing that. Yeah. Once you've put it out there and you've told people, I want to sell 40,000, you can't sort of sit back. Yeah. Um, you got to make it happen. And yeah, because no, no, no. now That's everyone is waiting. Let's everyone. <laughs> You're just not disappointing yeah. yourself. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. definitely. You know, I mean, talk about being creative. I mean, the creative industries refer to economic activities. I mean, that trade with creativity, knowledge, and information. I mean, what brings them together is what they trade with creative assets.
assets in the form of intellectual property. I mean, that's what definitely you're doing with with, yeah. uh, with your with your CD. I mean, South Africa's culture and creative industries are central to strengthening the country's industrial base and contributes to socio-economic transformation. Although creative economy includes various sectors such as architecture, arts, crafts, film, and music. I mean, today's focus will be advertising and marketing. Joining me in studio, the man that we've had with a good voice that we've said he's got a face for radio <laughs> is actually the founder and CEO of Olive Communications and Media Group, Karabo Song. Karabo, do you want to say hi um, to, to our listeners first? Before What's we up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, say hi and tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Uh, my name is Karabo Songo. Um, as said before, I'm the group founder and there's uh, nothing phenomenal about founding a company, mm. but actually running it <laughs> and getting it to a decent size and yeah. decent revenue and it being involved in some very important projects. That's really the game. Is it? And that's been my job. Yeah. Uh, currently, I'm the group CEO, mm-hmm. so I focus on bringing in uh, clients and really driving the strategic direction of the business. So what we get involved in, the kind of people we have, what kind of culture we want to build, um, etc. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 quite interesting. I mean, um obviously I mean last week I remember S S S we had uh, Bulelan, we're talking about some of this thing, but now Bulelan is actually the CEO of IFF, IAF. Is it IAF? Yeah, IAF brand, brand, brand engineers. Brand engineers. I mean, um what is IAF, okay, I'm thinking, you know, you know this company that did that. <laughs> oh, no, I know, I know. Which was Pyramid my... schemes. <laughs> hey, we'll buy you a car. <laughs> Groceries, yeah. Can yeah. be a millionaire tomorrow. Yeah, yeah no, I'm actually thinking, yeah. so, you know how you, you actually pronounce this company? I was actually thinking, oh, it's actually that company. So nah, nah, not even, not even. Yeah. yeah. So then what is it that you do um, in that company? I mean, um, we are now integrating into being a brand agency, a well, fully-fledged branding agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. working on campaigns and that stuff but what i've been doing for the past nine years has been print so print predominantly in the mm-hmm. digital space mm-hmm. your, your your billboards and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. vehicle wraps like your signage mm-hmm. and um, your corporate clothing just basic mm-hmm. marketing collateral and marketing material mm-hmm. but we saw we need to then go the more digital and creative route mm-hmm. with um, being an, an agency and developing the brand or rather developing the business because I'd like to think of myself as a creative, so it kind of actually had mm-hmm. to work. But I think what the delay was over the years was there was one man pioneering this whole entire thing with no individuals that actually had value mm-hmm. to add to the growth of this yeah. business. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but then what actually inspired you to get into this industry, though? No, nah, man. Um, nine years ago, I saw someone who was wearing a T-shirt printed. I'm from the township. I saw someone wearing a printed T-shirt. And I just thought to myself, I mean, how do you even print a T-shirt? And then yeah. I started making inquiries and then I started uh, printing T-shirts. But I mean, it didn't start. It actually didn't actually fly as well as I thought mm-hmm, it would. Because mm-hmm. my first deal ever in business nine, nine and a half years ago was for a school called Roadfield and it was like 15,000. Oh, 15,000 <laughs> nine and a half years ago. So I actually thought that the growth trajectory of my business was just going to yeah. fly sky high. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then know. it just, it just plummeted. I mean, I was running an Intinky Fair for the, for, 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 for what? Four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up before this could actually take off and be what it is, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're actually growing. These guys are doing what we want to do. Yeah. These guys, yeah. you know, these guys you're talking about. <laughs> what, what inspired you to, to, to get yeah. into this business? My my story is actually a funny one because I wanted to be a TV presenter, 
And Why then, don't you be a wife? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just got in there, got good grades, and I thought, that looks fun. And it was during those days where they had the Fanta Roadshow and they used to search mm. for the TV presenter. <laughs> and then I got wind, I caught wind of how much the TV presenters earn, and I knew that um, it was not going to fly. <laughs> uh, it was not going to fly. <laughs> then uh, I changed course. Um, so I registered for a BAC, which is. Basically, your CA, your CA uh, uh, qualification adverts. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, I knew um, it, it, it wasn't really for me. And I was lucky enough to bump into some people who were in the ad industry uh, at some of the larger agencies, gave me a little bit of background information. And then the one year I decided um, within a space of a couple of weeks, I'm going to change course of my life. And, and I'm passionate about... Um, this marketing field <laughs> I'm obsessed I'm still kind of I'm getting obsessed. over the fact of You wanted to be a presenter Yes, yes, yes. Then the problem sure. is that you, ha- you just had to see the salaries <sighs> Yeah, yeah And you I, got traumatized for days And they were, they were expecting things I was not about to deliver Like six packs, mm. being buff mm. All those kind of <laughs> stuff <laughs> but, 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 but now maybe a question to both of you guys yeah. I mean, do you guys think The creative industry is adequately supported in South Africa? Yeah, I, I mean, if I take the, a bash at that one first, um, I think there is a huge market for it. Uh, the South African market is about 42 billion rand spent that client gets involved in. And Africa offers also a very big uh, pie for us to get involved in. And I think when we speak about creative, we need to be a bit broader than the actual ads themselves because there's creativity in so much. I guess most of the time I'm trying to convince my clients that, you know, the world would be a different place if us creatives were not around to make it interesting um, through the different mediums that we get involved in. But there's definitely a huge market, um, and I think it's going to continue to grow simply because products and services will never stop being sold. Mm. But now, I mean, speaking of of the industry size, doesn't Mm -hmm. really say whether are we adequately supported or what. We we are, we are. I think that as uh, our economy grows and as we build more companies, um, we will be adequately supported. The one thing that we do need to do, though, is we do need to bring back the whole notion of South African companies being handled by South African agencies. <laughs> okay, but then I can't yeah. remember that one because clearly it seems you've got a very loud point. Yeah. No, man, like, I mean, you know, taking from um, you know, a lot of the agencies, um, when they were South Africans started, they, they sell out. They bought out by these large corporates from, well, who are international. Mm-hmm. Most of the agencies, this side, I mean, they've fallen prey to that. I mean, I think maybe there might be a few job public or so, but yeah. quite a lot of them have. And, but I think, I think from my side, I'd like to see the growth or the entrance into the market mm-hmm. of a lot more 100% black owned agencies. Mm-hmm. Because I believe, good I mean, companies, you know, Olive Communications and the sorts, you know, we've got a creative element to bring out there. Mm. So whenever I switch on TV or listen to radio and you find these international um, corporates coming into this country and they're telling our story, I'm like, but I live that story. Mm, you know, what? Yeah. how more creative do you get? I was that little kid playing with the brick, so why can't I tell that story? Why does, mm. for oh, instance... that's a beautiful ad, by the way. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> so, a beautiful ad. <laughs> but if I might jump in there, yeah. um, just to go back to your question, when you ask about whether they're supported enough, it's a broad question 
the question for most agencies or for most companies to grow in South Africa is do they have the funding? And ultimately, as you grow bigger and bigger, you're going to need funding. Mm -hmm. And with South African bank regulations (laughs) and their (laughs) attitude towards creative industries, you are not about to secure funding quite easily. Yeah. And if you are from a previously disadvantaged background, even worse, because you do not have that ability to borrow from someone who believes in you, which is, uh, yeah, so another now, avenue. So yeah. now what, what you're saying, Karab, is that the creative industry is mainly by, backed up by how, my, how deep your pocket is. Uh, to, to a certain extent. Um, there's the transformation, there's a transformation uh, debate, mm-hmm. firstly. Mm. And then from there, there's a skills and a capacity debate. Mm. Uh, and those two go hand in hand. You can't separate them, you know. So you can't say just because you're transformed, I'm going to give you a hundred million rand account. Mm. You know, you need to be transformed and have the cap- capability, yeah. the skills, the passion to roll out great work. Mm-hmm. Then only will you then meet that criteria. So we sort of, most people are stuck <laughs> in that um they, they can't jump over mm-hmm. purely because you need the investment prior to you being great. Mm. And uh, it's just not there in essay. It's, uh, it's for the very few privileged. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I think I'd like to, you know, you know taking from um, what Garab was saying, mm. I, I might, I might not, I'm not playing in that large space yet. But I know that, you know, I can attest to what he's saying with the finance and all that stuff. I mean, when you walk into the bank manager's office, he really thinks that you're a fairy. And you're coming there to tell him, so what are you going to design? You know, sometimes I have interactions with clients where you really have a beautifully, you know, a beautiful and a creative product. And you don't sit there with the client and you do the presentation. The other guy would come in, you know, with the VFX, he'd do his part, I'd do my part. Someone mm-hmm. also come in and do their part. Mm. Client would be like, but no, man, can't we just make it like this? <laughs> and you feel like, but you're crashing the whole thing. You know, there's still that element with the, you know, creatives, uh, <laughs> creativity is not really a job yeah. or yeah. really, I think yeah. in the space that I'm in, yeah. but you know, it really is because it adds color. I mean, just look at mm. this room. It adds color. It adds life for the mere fact that there's marketing, there's mm. selling, there's some form of yeah. transaction with goods. But, yeah. But you know, guys, speaking about that, I mean, there's something that I've realized. Who the hell said creatives need to be looking weird? Sometimes having <laughs> weird hair, dressing up weirdly, yeah. and and who said? I mean, right now, if ever you're coming looking like me and you're saying you're a creative, people don't take you serious. Um, yeah, I, I, but <laughs> I think who that said I can't be a creative in a suit. <laughs> Absolutely, I think the one thing that drives the perception mm-hmm. is believing that marketing is not a science. It is a very good science. Actually, in fact, brands sit on companies' balance sheet. With a specific value, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you can during your valuation. That's what you do. Yeah. That's actually what creates yeah. most of your goodwill. Um, so it's definitely a science. Where we get it wrong is that we have built this perception about creatives that they're not serious about uh, business, mm-hmm. and that's sort of what we need to fix. And it's a global problem. It's not a South African problem only. A lot of uh, chief marketing officers in global companies fight to actually get uh, get uh, support from mm-hmm. their different boards because what we essentially have at the end of the day when we stand in front of shareholders and we present and we say this is the strategic direction, we only have an idea. Yes, research to back it up. Yes, we have applied a number of things to make sure we minimize risk 
for the business, but essentially at the end of the day, it's literally an idea. And if you can't get people to believe in the idea, then you've got a challenge. But here's the funny part. Sometimes ideas turn around businesses for the best. Yeah, no, it's true. Mm. That's and true. and that's really where, where, where the rubber meets the road, really. Yeah. So I mean Karabi, you spoke of turning around of businesses. Maybe yeah. maybe Bulelan, you answer this first. When was your big break in the creative space? Sure. Um Sure, quite recent actually. Uh, mm. it was in two thousand and two thousand and thirteen. Okay. Two thousand and thirteen when we actually were starting to break in. Not into the larger market, mm-hmm. but we're starting to break in and I was confident that in the next five year, the five year goal plan will be able to actually be that agency that we want to be mm-hmm. and we'll be able to grow the, with, sorry, we'll be able to grow at the pace that we want to grow at because then now we started off in print, but ideally I'd wanted mm-hmm. to break the company into three divisions, okay. which is namely print. So mm-hmm. we're running all of our mm-hmm. prints, digital print in house, mm-hmm. and then we'll be able to then also um, focus on the advertising, you know, the brand development, the mm-hmm. brand talks, the engagements, the commercials and all that stuff in another department. Then we'll focus on online strategies and online media. So you see it hasn't been a you know it hasn't been a from here to there type of a journey like a quick mm. one. Mm. But it's been that development because when you've been in print for a while to move to another you know, it, it, it goes back to what Karab yeah. was saying. It, you need capacity. Mm-hmm. So I was that guy who was loud. Why can't you give us businesses? Because, you know, whatever. From <laughs> the and then I got business. I choked. Thanks. I got business and I choked because we couldn't deliver. There was no capacity. The designers that I had, you know, the designers that were had that they were only good or were only used to layouts. Yeah. You know, not developing creative illustrations and creative concepts mm-hmm. to be able to present to the client. Then mm-hmm. you're sitting there with the client and they're saying, but we gave you a shot. Yeah. Then you have to pull yourself back from the equation, build your yeah. foundation and build your systems, but then invest in guys that are qualified, guys that are experienced, mm-hmm. and then you sort of like then become the executive creative director. You just lead you just lead yeah. the company in the direction it's supposed to go. Hmm. Yeah. No, if <laughs> yeah, if you ever just tuned in, I mean you're still tuned into three sixty uh biz. Uh, right here on Cliff Center with myself, Tabahoma Fodi. Uh, I'm sitting with Karabo Song, the founder and CEO for Creative, for Olive Communication and Marketing Group. And I'm sitting obviously with my boy, Bulelani Bulabala, the CEO of IAF Brand Engineers. I need to pronounce that very carefully. Because <laughs> 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 it, 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 it sounds otherwise. Yeah, and more yeah. than anything, we, we're talking, I mean, the South African creative space. I mean, the opportunities and the challenges that are in that space. I mean, if ever you want to join in on the discussion, you're, all, you're allowed to join us. Our studio line is 0861 555 0861 555 We're on Twitter as well. Our mm-hmm. Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. We're on Facebook. Our Facebook handle is Cliff Central. We're on WeChat. Our WeChat ID is Cliff Central. And my social media for it's at Debohoma42. Gentlemen, have a Twitter handle? Yeah, my Twitter handle is at Bulelani Bala. Yeah. Oh, Bulelani Bala. Simple as that. Oh, Bulelani. okay. Karabo? My handle is uh, at Mr. underscore K underscore S. Right? Yeah. Mr. Okay. KS. Oh, Mr. KS. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I was, I was almost. Mr. Kiss. I was almost. I was almost <laughs> right. Up. You almost went off the rails there. <laughs> Very on radio. I, no, I almost. I almost became uncensored. <laughs> so then, Karabu, yeah. when was your big break? We we had a break. Then, um, yeah, when we started, we sort of started off with that one project. 
that gives you the confidence to resign. Mm-hmm. And then we lost it. And uh, in 2009, in the very same year, uh, we decided as a team that we are definitely not going back. And all we did was pitch. Actually, in fact, our first major client only gave us a job to do. Can you believe it? A roll-up banner. <laughs> a roll-up banner was our first order. Really? As a business, yeah. From Tiger Brands. Wow. So, so <laughs> and they were desperate, by the way. They oh. did not have a choice but us. Because <laughs> we're the only people that were still in the office on Friday so, at so, 6 o'clock. So that, 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 that really came through for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, can we discuss ads? Yes. I mean, um, I've seen some, 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 some stupid ads and some very good ads. So, and, and, and speaking of ads... I mean, uh, one of the most interesting thing that 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 has always disturbed me with ads, um, especially recently. I don't know whether it yeah. has been a growing trend um, within advertising agencies or within you know within um, ads or the ads of singing. Yeah, you know, dancing and dancing. And dancing. <laughs> Do you want to tell me that we sing for everything? We dancing for everything. We dancing for soap. We dancing for food. We yeah, have no. we conform to those standards of creativity? I think. The the final product of what everyone sees as an ad, it's a marriage between what the client is willing to accept <laughs> and what the agency has proposed. So I know that there are some extremely great agencies that have produced some crappy work just because of uh, a bad client judgment, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, most agencies are coming from a point of view where over and above being brand custodians, um, at a higher level, they are service providers and they need to toe the line. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but with that being said, you do get bad creatives. Um, creatives that don't understand the inside of a market. Mm, mm. And one of the reasons why, uh, as a business, we quickly established ourselves is that when we initially launched, our strongest USP was that we are the connoisseurs of the black consumer market. Okay, you mm. see now you, you, you just spoke a lot of English now. You are, you are the one. <laughs> 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 Do you, know, you hear what this man said? I hear what this man is saying. Yeah, he's insulting us. Um, but 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 it's 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 insight. It's it's either you get it or you don't. And sometimes there's a thin line between being brilliant and completely missing the point. Yeah. And I guess the professionals and experience teaches you how to cross over regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. There's a very thin line. Okay, so 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 yeah. so now I've I've described the most stupidest ad I've seen. Which stupidest ad you've seen and you felt you know what we could we could have done a better job here. <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> I see them every day. Let me think of a client I don't want to pitch to. <laughs> no, no. If, 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 even if you don't make mention of the client, you can yeah, just yeah. describe the ad or what was happening in this ad. I'm sure we'll catch on fast. Uh, look, I, I, yeah, I prefer not to, not to mention anything at this point in time. Yeah, it could uh, possibly jeopardize. Yeah, it could possibly get get complicated. And clients remember these things, you know? Yeah, really? Like they just you walk into the boardroom and they tell you, "Yeah, we heard you on Cliff." Yeah, what did you think about our business? And now you're here pitching. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna, you, you could actually turn things around. He says, I'm actually here to pitch so that we transform and turn that around. Yeah, we could also so, do that. So it could actually work to your advantage. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Budenan, the stupidest ad you've seen? Um, sure. Man, my memory just went blank. Because <laughs> I don't really pay that much attention in terms of TV. 
Because yeah. we haven't broken into that ad okay. agency mm-hmm. or whatever, wall TV at this mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. But I could attest to what Garab was saying when he talks about being the connoisseurs of the black market. Because where, where it also hit me was when we were doing insights. We're actually being procured to do insights for ad agencies. Mm-hmm. So it's just insights or insights? No, insights. Oh, like okay. uh, consumer insights. Oh, okay. Township insights. Oh, and yes. I mean, you'd find which is some of the ads that they put out there. I can't name the, uh, Some of the ads that are put yeah. out there. It, 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 the, the insight would be twisted. You know, it wouldn't even yeah. sell whatever it is that you were showing to them. But more than anything for me, then it resonated. It's okay, cool. Yeah. We're doing this thing for these guys. Mm-hmm. They think that we are capable of giving them proper insights. Then why don't we then build these insights for ourselves? So that we can then develop the markets that we are playing in because mm-hmm. there's certain insights that we're able to give, especially when it comes to, you know, township entrepreneurship, when it comes to, um, education and the township, yeah. when it comes to there's certain elements in terms of that township market that we've got to hold on because of the different engagement platforms that we have going on. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to filter. So it's easy to filter in that information. Now I thought to myself, no, no, no. But I mean, if we are developing ourselves, mm-hmm. And we are developing ourselves as a company and as an agent, then we are, it will be easy, easier for us to be able to sell off that story way better because we are in there. Hmm. And, and I think the, the important thing as you develop all these insights and, and you work with uh, brands, it's, uh, the ultimate question is what are you productizing for your agency? Yeah. And how are you making your agency gr- great and stand out and keep delivering those insights? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, the basics of business is really simple. You need to be consistent in the service that you're offering. So yeah. doesn't matter how much of it you're doing. You just need to be brilliant. Uh, now, in order to be brilliant and be consistent, you need a system or a service or a product that you have tied down to an absolute T and you're really rocking it. But away from bad ads into good ads, I, I can I can share some references. Okay, good ads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one I want to hear. Huh? Um, I was quite impressed when um, the guys from Sunlam launched um, their campaign mm-hmm. uh, regarding um, I, I forgot the payoff line, but uh, it was regarding the develop investment and the development of Santon. As a as an area, the richest square mile. Mm, no, no, that um, that brand ad was the first brand ad in a while yes. that really hit home. You know, it really delivered in terms of what it was meant to do. It had the the organizational um, affinity. It also spoke about. It landed the message so well. Um, I was really impressed by the guys who did that 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 work. So, but Bulelan, you can't say you love this. No, 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 no. Um, I like that ad. I actually mm. love that ad because that, that ad for me provoked a lot in me. Yeah. You know, having it yeah. being illustrated that way. But I mean, I'm a huge fan of Nando's ads. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like the new Coke ad. I think that was yes. done by a local company. I, I love the new Coke ad. Simple, yeah. beautiful, you know, with the concept of the emojis and mm-hmm. all the stuff with the messages. But I love the gentleman who also did it. So, yeah. <laughs> so is it about the ad or is it about the gentleman? No, 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 no. The ad. The ad is a beautiful ad. And is to it? think and to know that it's locally produced or has some local element yeah. for me, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice initiative. Yeah. Yeah. The, inter- the interesting thing about, about ads is that uh, to a large extent, there's been a lot of research done into what makes people actually connect with advertising. Mm. And there's a lot of theories. We are just not pinpoint certain what exactly it is that makes us feel emotional yeah. about specific ads and completely miss the point with others. Yeah. No, no, no. I think more than anything, it's it, what you're saying. It's quite interesting. I actually want to delve into something different. I want us to discuss how, how 
everyone all of a sudden they think they're creative and all of a sudden everyone is going to marketing is going to advertising it's going to all these things <laughs> but let, let's play an ad first and then from there we'll come back good morning gold macbook and you silver macbook and you space gray macbook let me finish you're all just so beautiful just look at your 12-inch retina display and force touch trackpad. Sleep now, my lovelies. I need to tell South Africa where to buy you. Introducing the all-new 12-inch MacBook, now thinner and lighter than ever, and available at iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. This is cliffcentral.com. You're still tuned into cliffcentral.com. You're still listening to 360Biz. Um, right here in studio, we're talking about the creative um, industry, and I'm still sitting with Garabo Songo, uh, the CEO for uh, Olive Communications, and I'm sitting with Bu Lelani. We're actually talking the creative industry. So now, guys, before we actually went to an end, one thing that I wanted to discuss with you is that everyone, all of a sudden, they think they're creative. All of a sudden, everyone thinks that they can do marketing, they can do all these things. So, I mean, why is this, is this the current trend that is coming up today? Then next year it's changing <laughs> to something else? Because it really disturbs me that, you know what, I mean, some people, uh, let me say, rather say, some of us have actually worked hard. To, <laughs> to actually <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's just um, the fact that we work in a very low barrier industry. So you don't need much to start an agency, really. You yeah. need a couple of friends. You need a you need a guy who's very good at presenting. You need a guy who can structurally put ideas together to, for them to make sense, and then from there a couple of creatives who come together. But now the the challenge is when you are winging it, mm-hmm. and sometimes you get it right. But the more you work with more established businesses that require you to understand the science behind the profession, mm-hmm. yeah, that is where you'll fall flat, my friend. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, he's telling the truth. I mean, I had, I found myself in a situation. I'm not sure you're familiar with the gentleman, mm. where I had to be studying the work of the gentleman Martin Lindstrom. Yes, you know, is a brand yes. special. I, I, I admire that guy. You know, I've been yes. reading biology. You know, I'm reading Brandwashed, and I mean the insights, especially from a neurological perspective. Yes. You know, when you then talk into the neurology of why people buy into brands, or rather why people buy pro- certain products over yeah. others. And I think it's so beautiful, actually, when you actually look at variable case studies. You actually start to see where yeah. this thing came from. So when you're sitting there with clients and you sell it to them, what I've seen work for me is that when you're sitting there with clients and you sell it to them from that aspect or that perspective with mm. case studies, it becomes easier to Absolutely. engage the client because I think sometimes there's a disconnect between the client and the creative. And, 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 and to build on to that, what you're, what you're facing is that marketing is forever evolving. Yeah. So as yeah. people come into the environment and try and establish themselves, uh, most people, because they're not moving with the trends, they haven't been in the game for a while, mm-hmm. they don't have the insights, the research, the support to deliver great work, mm-hmm. they're literally, for lack of better words, offering all solutions because what you need to consistently be involved in understanding how marketing is evolving and communications on a daily basis. I yeah. mean, um, if if somebody told you about internet radio <laughs> five, five, eight years ago, ten years ago, you'd be thinking, nah, it's not going to happen really. But today, (laughs) um, it's a different story, you know, and so many more platforms. You speak about evolving, Garabo. I mean, is there a huge difference between marketing and advertising? Absolutely. 
Okay, can, can, can you describe that for us? Because for somebody that is listening, <laughs> at some point I thought it's one of the same thing as well. Yes. Yeah. So what marketing is, is it involves the, the functioning. It involves the functioning of the various business functions, um, such as uh, the product or service that you're selling, mm-hmm. uh, where it is that you're distributing. So if you look at your entire value chain, how do you actually get your service or your product to customer. Yeah. Um, then from there, it also looks at price dynamics. So mm-hmm. in what you're selling, where exactly are you priced? Because uh, price is a very big factor mm-hmm. in, in anything that has been sold. And then from there, it involves the, the promotion. Now, the promotion is of two things. The promotion can involve the advertising itself, mm-hmm. or it can, it can, it can uh, involve other types of... Um, Elements, whereas in you have promotional pricing, you have a point of sale, you have a whole host of other things that support your business when you are not running major campaigns. Mm. Now, advertising, it's basically in, in simple terms is utilizing mass media, um, to reach your target audience. So what can be considered as, um, TV now, mm-hmm. YouTube has become a mass medium now. Huge. <laughs> huge, 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 you know. Um, and other types of uh, mediums, radio, TV, etc. Um, that is what would be regarded as advertising. Um, and that's how you essentially, over time, um, differentiate between the two. Um, and, and, and also a more, a more, a more direct um, definition of advertising. It's paid for communication. <laughs> so if you're paying your advertising, doesn't matter how much, hundred bucks, hundred million. If you're paying, you're in the advertising. You know, you are. It's 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 a, it's a textbook definition. I'm, yeah. I'm not even. It's not even a joke. So so, so this brother is bringing textbook definition. Abulela, you more in an interesting type of advertising. In fact, yours I find it very complicated. Um, cause I, the other day I was driving and I saw you guys pulling up a trailer. Yeah, outdoor media. Uh, outdoor media and what's And there's a lot of bylaws around that. Yeah. You know, do you want to tell us a bit about that? I mean, there's quite a bit. I mean, in terms of, um, it, well, it goes by municipalities. Mm-hmm. But I mean, erecting signage or billboards and all that stuff, the rental regulations, there's quite a bit going on there. But I'd safely say that most of the outdoor trailers that you see are illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and and billboards, yeah, yeah. So because so now another thing, uh, I mean, the, uh, the other day I saw traffic offices. There was this one that was standing on the road. So these guys wanted to actually, they actually um, wanted to pull it. So this guy had had this huge chain on that trailer. Yeah. So the closest thing these metro guys could do, they to get and just push it. Yeah, that's all they uh, do actually with trailers. Yeah. That's all they do. They push them over. The guys would come maybe if they notice a day before, or d- sorry, a day after, a week after. You just come, you push it back up, and then. Um, then the show goes on. I think maybe it goes back to that gorilla marketing where you've made yeah. up in your mind that, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I'll jump in. I'll do this. But I think there was a certain point where when we were advertising some of our products and mm-hmm. we had signs up where you actually had to knock yourself over the head and say, uh, maybe not there because that's a national road. Now you're <laughs> calling trouble. So we had to pull one or two out. But, I mean, it's a, it's a fair game mm-hmm. in how you also position it. I mean, I know that in the municipality that I'm in, if I play anywhere within, you know, in any, anywhere outside and it's municipal, uh, property, there might be a bit of issue there. Mm-hmm. But one of the, one of the ways that we have found is that to work mm-hmm. with property owners, 
you know, it's been it's mm. been easier to work with property owners. So even if the sign goes over and there's an element mm. of um, the government property there, it becomes easier because you can leverage <laughs> and say that the owner is there. Because yeah. It becomes a little bit hard as well, you know, being a signage business that sorry, that's branching out into advertising. Mm-hmm. Because when you want to be the likes of your those other guys, don't want to name them, those other guys that are big in Brighton, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've got the budgets to be able to erect whatever, follow whatever laws mm-hmm. and and buy that spot or buy that patch of land, which is what yeah. some of those guys do. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you don't have that capacity because, I mean, to erect a billboard alone is anything between 50 to about 100 or 200,000 mm-hmm. just for the stand and the frame alone. To get the print up there is a now totally different story. Mm-hmm. And being someone who wants to break in, I think, especially in marketing and in the space, the creative space that you're in, I think being a sorry, being a pioneer as well, you're just gonna fall. You forge your way through. Mm. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> then so long as the thing is then so long as a song outward, you know, because yeah. if it works, then yeah. it works. But you have to do that because no one is gonna notice you at the end of the day. Because I feel like to a certain degree, we've got too many billboards out, yeah. and we've got too many. You know, it clutters mm. the mind, and it's the simple things sometimes that grab the attention of. Sorry, that grabbed the attention of people that, mm. you know, hit, I mean, Seth Gordon was, you know, s- speaks about this mm. as well, developing unique uh, brands, marketing strategies and all yeah. that stuff. Sometimes it's in the small things that change people's perspective or achieve people's view about a certain brand. Mm. So then now, Garabu, tell me, I mean, is social media um, a big part of the creative space or how does it work? Social media is massive, man. It's just, and, and the scary part is that it's getting bigger mm-hmm. every day. Um, so what you have is essentially you have more people being able to be connected to a specific platform that they regularly check and, um, and it's outwardly. So we're starting to reach areas where before it was a bit of a huge cost, a problem to actually reach and we're starting to engage them in their own. Um, I think I saw a term the other day. Uh, P2P, you know, where you are literally having this personal communication, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where as in the people is one person concentrating on your piece of communication and actually giving you an opinion. So we, we definitely are not going to stop the growth of uh, social media. It's just going to get more and more. And as Africa, um, as the continent gets more connected, as we are able to drive down the cost of data, as we are able to drive down the cost of literally engaging, it will just explode. And and I believe that is what is going to be part of what Africa coming into its own and becoming its own powerhouse. Mm, mm, um, mm. The ability to reach all our people online and social media will play a big part there. Sure. I think I think sorry to cut you. You see when you spoke about data, you struck a nerve. <laughs> yeah, because my I woke up this morning, my data had disappeared. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but but has has that disturbed the old traditional um, form of marketing and advertising? Completely, completely. Um, even globally, even here in South Africa, you just see traditional mediums are getting less budget, and digital mediums are getting more budget uh, because they are more accountable. People mm-hmm. are able to say. I have spent a thousand bucks and for my thousand bucks, I've reached this 800 people. Wow. And from this 800 people, mm. Uh, mm. there's 120 of them that have gone into my website. And from the 120, there's 60 of them that actually bought my product. So you're building a whole entire communication channel. And that's the power that you have, the accountability and the its ability to reach the consumer 
on a, on all sorts of mobile devices that they may have mm, mm, and that's really something um the, the digital age is is is, is uh, something else it's it's phenomenal to watch and here's the crazy part it breaks its own records every day hmm what do you every mean by that it breaks its records so today we are we were we who could have ever thought that we could have more than a billion people on a social media platform yeah, no. Now all of a sudden we could have 2 billion mm, And mm, I don't think mm. people understand I mean they say that um, at, at some point uh, There's going to be about 800 or 900 million Dead people's profiles on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> That's how sure. bad we, we are so interconnected That even before life People are setting up profiles For their babies and their kids On Facebook so it means the kid can always go in and, but sure. now who's going to be accepting that, 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 that <laughs> friend request? <laughs> <laughs> let, let me give you guys a very, a very odd idea, but uh, I, I see it's becoming quite popular. So what a lot of parents are doing is that the minute their children are born, they start taking pictures of them, sending them notes. They create an email, mm. maybe on Gmail, Yahoo, wherever, and they keep on sending them these memories over the years. And when the child turns 16 or 18, whatnot, they'll have content, but also they'll just have memories day to day, week to week of how they actually grew up, which is, which I think is quite phenomenal. I've never heard of that one. Have you heard no, of that? Yeah. No, no, it's, a, it's actually quite phenomenal, but we are literally documenting our lives every mm. single day. And that's power. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, the ability to publish, you know, <laughs> your life. Yeah. Maybe we are all authors now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you no, know, no, someone no. was saying, Guti, you know, we actually we we not we we authors in a sense because yeah. you're publishing stuff each and but, every day. But but at the same time, that explains why there's lawsuits going left, right, and center. Others getting fired, uh, and now with employers as well yeah. going onto this online creative space to check for potential candidates. Yeah. If ever yeah. you're looking for a job, to say what are you posting? What are you saying to people? Personal yeah. branding, my friend. Personal. Personal branding. Yeah. Because I think to a certain degree, we didn't understand or think it was going to get like that. We thought that social media is its own space. So yeah. I could swear at you on social media, but when I meet you, shake your hand. But as time moved on, it's a, it's a reflection yeah. of your personality or your character or who you are. Mm-hmm. And we cannot then engage you there without engaging yeah. you here or vice versa. And I mean, people disappear at work from the office and then somebody tags them having the time of their life <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. So, so digital is definitely becoming yeah. very complicated. You know, speaking about that, I know a couple of people that have lost yeah. their job because of this. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but, but also, it's not only the light-hearted stuff. Uh, it's where you begin to discover people's personalities. Mm-hmm. So if if somebody in a very serious position or in a managerial position or in an influential position uh, begins to ha- develop specific opinions and shares them on the digital platform, it can become disastrous uh, and it can create um, various types of situations. We've seen it. Uh, I'm sure there's a number of Quite examples, <laughs> yeah. but the 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 the, the, the just the, the phenomenal power of shaping perceptions mm-hmm. every day is unparalleled. Okay. So then now, I mean, um, tell me, as 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 we 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 slowly but surely going to the end of the show. I mean, what opportunities um, are there? Oppo- any opportunities for growth in the advertising and marketing space in South Africa? Absolutely, in my opinion. There is a, a very big gap for large 
black-owned groups uh, mm-hmm. to occupy um, mm-hmm. in this country. And um, there's, there's just so much to do. I just think that it's, it's, it's that notion that you're talking about. It's us as professionals identifying ourselves as the correct people to actually build those phenomenal businesses and build those phenomenal brands. And I think because of that and because of the limited people that are trained to be professional marketers at good schools, mm-hmm. they'll, 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 they'll be that gap for us to just literally flourish. Mm. And yeah, as we address all the other issues we discussed, <laughs> uh, I'm sure something will happen. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Bulelani, tell me, uh, in terms of now, the, 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 the space you're in, um, you decided to become creative and, and go about um, publishing an audio book instead of a book yeah. and even get it registered. Um, I mean, do you think is there an opportunity for growth for a couple of the other people that are listening out there to, to get into the same space? Yeah, I think, I mean, um, there's definitely growth. Uh, looked at it from a, I think from a perspective, Yoguti, you know, when I'm speaking at different events, mm-hmm. this is the material that people want mm. all the time. So people have been asking for this material. And I mean, I've been following trends internationally. This is what people would be playing. I mean, on, for instance, radio shows, different presenters would play clips before they go on of international speakers in that particular space, the inspirational space and mm, the motivational mm, mm, space. Then I thought to myself, but I mean, we don't have anything in this country on that mm. same capacity or same level where someone mm. will actually go into a studio, cook up, you know, a thing, a motivational audio. And then have it be something that's unconventional where you have your cinematic composer there creating you know, the mm-hmm. scores and all that stuff. And then you have a band that side creating the much softer uh, notes to whatever you need mm-hmm. to put, come, put together and then develop and grow. Mm. So I really feel good to see there is a space. It's just not, it's going to be a little bit hard. Um, for, for, for instance, for us, it's always hard for the guy who starts it first. Easier mm. for all the other guys at the back. Yeah. But I know that there's a huge market because we're selling hope to people and we're selling the ideal of mm. a change perspective and empowerment. So now you're selling hope. Can, can you give us a piece? I mean, um, we've been speaking about, uh, I, I, I want, I want to play a clip called Get Things Done, but it's actually, I want to close with it. Yeah. So, but can you, can, can you give us, um, a piece or make up a piece? <laughs> in regards of, of, of something or someone in the creative space. Oh wow, someone in the creative space. Mm. <laughs> I think it, no, or about the creative space. Are you about to rap? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll give you a beat. Sitting right there. <laughs> nah, like, I mean, Oh wow, you're putting me on the spot, eh? <laughs> mm, I mean, you are Mr. Get Things Done, right? Let's do so it. Let's get, get it done. involved. Let's get it done. Mm. Um, oh wow. <laughs> I'm so shy. <laughs> nah, man, like, I mean, you know, when you, like, can I take anything from the audio? No, you can. Then I did on the audio. So on mm. the audio, we've got, uh, one of, one of the items or the tracks that I've got there is called, How Bad Do You Want It? Mm. And how bad do you want it focuses on it's something that I derived from my life, you know, growing up and being in business and all that stuff. I had to want it that bad. You know, I come from the kind of background where we're sharing underwear, we're sharing clothes, we're sharing this, sharing that. There was no proper food or proper guidance or proper mentorship. Mm. And when I look at my business, there was no mentorship when I started. There was no Facebook. There was no Twitter when I started. I was only 17, nine and a half years ago when I started doing business. So when I wrote this and I put this together, it was insight in mind and insight to that. How bad do you want it? Because if you really want it bad, then you're going to, you know, you're going to sit in the reception and wait for that CEO to come out. Are you now giving us the piece? 
Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, how bad do you want it? Because if you really want it bad, then you're going to sit at that reception and wait for a CEO. And that's also something I did, actually. I waited, like, five hours for the gentleman to come out, and he mm. did. How bad do you want it? I mean, if you really want it that bad, then you're going to sit in that reception and wait for your opportunity to come. The thing about success is that success only favors the brave. Mm. And if you want it bad enough, I mean, if people can sleep outside the venues the day before just to meet someone perform, mm. how's about you sleep outside opportunities and wait for your opportunity to climb upon the podium and be the one who performs? The thing about life is that we see mm. a lot of people thinking that they've, they, they were born to only watch other people become successful. But no one was birthed to watch other people become successful, but you were born to come here and play in the game of life. Mm. Let's think about it this way. If four, if, if the four people in this room had to actually live their life to their full potential and live their life to that full zenith, would actually live a fantastic life because that idea that you think you'd have would be propical to crazy and dizzy heights. Mm. But we think it's success when one person out of four reaches for the stars and the rest just plummet to, you know, nothingness. Mm. But how bad do you want it to be your motivation for when you're sitting in meetings, when you're sitting in boardrooms and you're looking for that big dream? Mm. How bad do you want it to be that inspiration when you know you're creating and you're developing new concepts and ideas and they keep being shattered down by the client and you have to go back to your creative team and develop new ideas and new concepts and you seems like you've reached you've reached a creative block but it's all about how bad do you want and how i break down the word bad it's boldly accessing dreams if you want it bad enough nothing is gonna stand in your way and you're really gonna kick those fired because you really want it bad you really want it bad because you need to understand one thing that the reason why life seems to be easy for the guys that it seems easy for now is because they had laid a foundation five, ten years ago. Now they're just living off the fruits of how bad they wanted it. So when you see me showing up in a Bentley or a Rolls Royce, that is evidence of how bad I wanted it. Now show us how bad you want it. How mm. bad do you want it? Wow. Wow. No, no, no. That's good. No, that's power. That's yeah. power. Garabo? I can't rhyme. But um, I have a personal philosophy. Okay. Let's do great things. I am all about pushing yourself to the last limit mm-hmm. and really finding out. And, and it's really more than anything, it's challenging yourself and no one else at how excellent you can be. And that's my personal philosophy. Hmm. Challenge yourself. Yeah. Wow. And I know that is consistent. It's not the yeah. first time hearing that. Really? And this was yeah. like four years, three years ago when he said that. Uh, about Cons- yeah. challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you are how bad you want it. Then how you bad are, do you want? Yeah. Oh, how bad you how want? How bad it. do you want to challenge yourself? Collabo. I don't know which which one which one do I take? Um, which which one do I take? <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> you know what you remind me of now uh, when you you're so confused and you don't know which one to take. You remind mm-hmm. me of Jim Ailey. Yeah. <laughs> Middle yeah. center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's it, it's definitely um true. I mean, more than anything, um, what I'm into, um, okay, let me take this one. People buy you before they buy yourself, mm. so it's important to work on your craft, to invest in yourself, because mm. more than anything, mm. people want value. Mm. If you've got no value to give this world, the world has got no value to give or contribute to you. So you need to work on yourself, empower yourself, invest in yourself, and work on your craft. The person that you watch on that TV daily worked and mastered their craft so good that they wanted to be on the TV. That's why you watch them make money instead of you making money. Take an hour, take 30 minutes of that day, 
contributed in yourself, contributed in putting value in yourself so that you're able to give the world value. Ladies and gentlemen, this is all we had for you today on 360Biz here on cliffcentral.com. I'm going to be closing with an audio from my boy, Budadan, and actually here. How, okay, this one is what? What do we call this one? Um, get things done. And it's all about getting things done. Get things done. I need you to think about your life. Now, seriously, just take a second. Take a moment. Just think about your life. Are you happy about the person that you are growing into? Are you happy about where you are in life? I know you sit up at night and you think up all these great ideas. Man, you've got plans. You think of this great vision that you have to move your life forward and to move your life into a position of success. But the reality that you face each and every day is that even as you work, even as you walk, even as you talk, you know that you are settling for average. And you hate yourself for this every day because you know that you can be greater. You know that there is greatness locked up inside you. Thoughts have never changed anything. You don't sit on your sofa. You don't sit on your couch, stare at the TV and hope the channel will change. But what I need you to do is that you need to get up and you need to get things done. You need to snatch the remote away from complacency and laziness. And you need to change the channel of your life. And you need to change the channel into a channel of success, into a channel of endurance, into a channel of wealth. Successful and powerful people live by the simple motto of getting things done. You see, I need you to understand one thing. You're not living this life by chance or by mistake. You're not a spectator. You're not here to watch other people succeed. You're not here to watch other people become thought leaders and become wealthy and become number one. But you are here to participate in the game of life. Your problem is that you tire out too quickly. Your problems that you give up too quickly if you need to sleep on porches if you need to sleep on sidewalks if you need to sleep on doorways you do that because you want to advance your life if you need to sleep later and wake up earlier you do that because you want to advance your life the marriage between thoughts and action breeds success and wealth you need to change your perception you need to change your mindset and you need to change your surroundings so that you can become the person that you were born to be but it all starts by you changing your mind and it starts by you getting things done unleash what God has placed in you and you need to today get up and get things done this is cliffcentral.com